I'm Paul Levinson. This is Light On, Light Through, Episode 40, The Disenfranchising of Ron Paul. Well, first let me say that we're now well into August, and for better or worse, I'm going to be resuming the weekly schedule of Light On, Light Through. So there'll be lots of exciting podcasts for you in the next few weeks and the next few months and even beyond that. But today I want to talk to you about Ron Paul. Who's Ron Paul? Well, he's a congressman from Texas. He's a Republican congressman. Ordinarily, I don't pay too much attention to particular Congress people, uh, not to Republican congressmen and women either. I tend to vote Democratic. But I've been very interested in Ron Paul's candidacy for president. He's running for the Republican nomination for president. And the reason why I find Ron Paul's candidacy so interesting is that he is a staunch defender of the Constitution. So you, my listeners, know how strongly I feel about the First Amendment and the abuse that it's been receiving from Congress and the FCC on almost uh, a daily basis. Ron Paul detests that as much as I do and wants to see the United States respect the Constitution, including the First Amendment, which says Congress shall make no law abridging freedom of speech or press. And Ron Paul also feels strongly, as I do, that we should not go off to war without at least the declaration of war as required in our Constitution. Now, I don't agree with everything that Ron Paul says, but those two views in themselves are more than enough to make me take his candidacy seriously. However, this podcast, this episode of Light On, Light Through, is not about Ron Paul's positions. It's about the treatment that the media, the mainstream media in particular, have been giving to Ron Paul's candidacy. Now, this past Monday, I was very sorry to see that ABC News is continuing to abuse the American electorate this time by not reporting the results of its own poll about who won the ABC Republican debate that had just taken place in Iowa. Now, the results of ABC's own poll had Ron Paul leading with over 18,000 votes, followed by Mitt Romney with a little under 3,000 votes, Rudy Giuliani by about 2,500 votes, and Mike Huckabee by about 1,900 votes. In between were two votes for, that is, two categories in the nobody arena. One, nobody, I'm voting for Thompson or Gingrich, or the other, nobody, I'm voting Democratic. But the top four people who actually received votes were, again, Ron Paul with almost 20,000 votes, Rudy Giuliani, Mitt Romney, and Mike Huckabee with far fewer votes than that. And again, Romney with about 2,800, Giuliani with about 2,500, and Huckabee with 1,902. So why am I making such a big deal about this? Well, because after the debate, ABC ran an analysis called its Green Room Analysis. And in that discussion of the debate, Ron Paul's name didn't even come up even once. 
No mention was made of Ron Paul, even though the moderator specifically mentioned Mike Huckabee coming in fourth in the poll. So what exactly is ABC's problem? If they think Ron Paul supporters are gaming the Internet poll, manipulating it, well, why doesn't ABC fix its poll? Or don't conduct a poll at all if you lack such confidence in its results that you do not report its results accurately. Now, what's really upsetting about this is this misreporting of the results of its own poll was not the first time ABC acted against the interests of our democracy in the aftermath of its own polls. Back in May, ABC removed comments from Ron Paul supporters in a discussion of a poll back then in which Ron Paul scored more than 9,000 out of 11,000 votes. As a matter of fact, just a few days ago, I saw an additional piece of abuse by ABC in its report of the supporters and their rallies for the various candidates at the Iowa debate. The reality is there were a lot of cheering, enthusiastic Ron Paul supporters. But all that ABC showed was one lonely Ron Paul supporter holding a placard and an umbrella. Well, what's up with that? Why is ABC deliberately taking Ron Paul supporters out of the picture? You know, I'm sorry to say that George Orwell, in his great novel, 1984, understood this process and explained it all too well. Because in that totalitarian society, one way in which the dictatorial government in power stayed in power was that it simply removed unpopular or disliked people, that is, people unpopular with the dictators, Those dictators removed those people from photographs that had already been published in newspapers. They just deleted them from the public record. Well, what's the difference between that and what ABC is doing with Ron Paul supporters? ABC may not realize this, but I'm afraid that they're headed down the same path that eventually led to Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union, Those two totalitarian societies constantly manipulated its news reports so that it made the government in power, the Nazis and the Soviets, look good. Well, is that what we want in America for our democracy? The media in our country have a responsibility under the First Amendment. They're given this incredible power that the government cannot in any way control them, and that's good. But they have a responsibility. They have a responsibility to report the news as it happens, not to skew it in such a way that it looks like a particular candidate, whether we support him or not, is not even getting any support that is just one lone person in a rally. That's what ABC shows in contrast to the throngs of Ron Paul supporters who are actually there in Iowa and not misreporting the polls by just ignoring the fact that Ron Paul won that last poll. You know, I'm so concerned about this. I'm going to be including in my fall class at Fordham University a lecture 
on ABC's misreporting of this presidential campaign. And ABC is not the only medium to do this, but so far it's certainly one of the worst. And at least my 120 students in my Intro to Common Media Studies class will find out about this, and hopefully other professors at other universities will work this into their curriculum as well. We have a very important election coming up. Regardless of who you support, I think we can all agree that we can't settle for anything less than a media system that reports results accurately, not the way the mainstream media think it should be reported, but the way it actually happens. And this just in, it's Saturday night, and I see that Ron Paul came in fifth in the Iowa straw poll out of Ames, Iowa. Well, that's certainly not first, but on the other hand, Ron Paul came in ahead of Tommy Thompson and ahead of candidates who didn't campaign at all in the state, like Fred Thompson, Rudolph Giuliani, and John McCain. So what this says to me is, as ever, politics is unpredictable. I think most people would not have expected Ron Paul to come in ahead of Tommy Thompson. And this is why the American people have to demand more of their media, like ABC. The Light on Light Through podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no E's dot com. And now a word from our new sponsor, Go to My PC. Communication theorists know that there are two kinds of information that we need to thrive in this world. One kind of information comes from the mass media, newspapers, radio, television. The other is information that we ourselves may create or write. Now, you can get the information on radio and television and the Internet just about anywhere. So what do you do when you have some very valuable information that's on your home computer and you're out there traveling somewhere, maybe across town, across the country? Use Go to My PC and you'll discover the power and freedom of the web. Try it free right now for 30 days with unlimited access. For this special offer, just visit gotomypc.com forward slash podcast. That's go to mypc.com forward slash podcast. You are listening to a Runaway Network podcast from runawaynetwork.com. Yes, indeed. And the lightonlightthrough.com podcast is now proud to be part of two networks the Blueberry Network, which is sweet. And the Runaway Network, which is very edgy. And in fact, you'll find a lot of sweet and edgy stuff in the LightOnLightThrough.com podcast. And speaking of the First Amendment, I saw a great play last week in Westport, Connecticut. It was the world premiere, the debut of David Wiltsey's Sedition. It's a play about something that took place in 1917, which was really the beginning in the 20th century, sadly, of the systematic undermining of the First Amendment. 
My good friend Mark Shanahan is acting in the play. Chris Sarandon plays the lead role. It was really a wonderful, inspiring experience. And in fact, one of the reasons why I've been so focused about Ron Paul this week and why I've been writing these blog posts about Ron Paul and why I did this actual podcast is because after seeing Sedition, I was really inspired as a professor to do more than just talk about these things theoretically. In any case, we're going to have an interview with Mark Shanahan sometime here on Light On, Light Through in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. And if you're interested in reading some of my blog posts about sedition and its relevance to our current world, you'll find them on infiniteregress.tv and also on lightonlightthrough.com. Hey, I thought the Bourne supremacy was spectacular. Tina and I saw it just last night. It was clearly the best of the three Bourne movies. The first one was pretty good. It was excellent, too. But this last one was really outstanding. But, you know, I'm not completely sure why. After all, there have been many movies about spies who have amnesia, about secret agents who are being hunted down by their own bosses. Well, I speculate a little bit about what it might be about the Bourne supremacy that makes it so good. And you'll find that on InfiniteRegress.tv and also on LightOnLightThrough.com. This summer has been a good summer for television. Meadowlands, the new show on Showtime, wrapped up last week. It was a pretty good show. It almost had echoes of Lost. Big Love is in its second season now, and in some ways that season's even better than the first season. Weeds will be starting tomorrow on Sunday, which will be the very day that John from Cincinnati, that bizarre but in some way very compelling television show about surfers who get a strange visitation on the West Coast, that will be concluding tomorrow. And you'll find my posts about all of these shows over on InfiniteRegress.tv, and I'll probably be doing a LightOnLightThrough.com podcast about some of these shows soon as well. And that's the sweet music of our promo suite. That means we're coming to the end of this episode of Light On, Light Through. But coming up, you'll hear a great promo for Mike Thinks. MikeThinks.com, the savviest podcast in town. Go over and take a listen. You'll definitely enjoy it. Hey, and you're going to hear a promo for Sean Farrell's patio book of my first novel, The Silk Coat. Sean has actually finished the patio book now. As a special treat, you'll hear an interview that Sean did with me. Actually, I don't know how much of a treat it is for you to hear more of my voice, but Sean did do a very good interview, and you can hear that now, as well as the complete patio book. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Sean's webpage. Just go over to lightonlightthrough.com, and you'll find a link for it. 
And you'll also hear a promo for the Punk Horror Podcast as well. So listen, it's been great talking to you. I look forward to talking to you next time. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy. the Mike Thinks Podcast, www.mikethinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks Podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com. The Locus Award-winning novel by Paul Levinson comes to life in this free podcast novel. Journey into the ancient world. Witness the wonder of ages past and join Phil D'Amato in a struggle against forces both ruthless and unseen. Visit www.thesilkcode.blogspot.com to learn more about the author and the novel. And subscribe today at patiobooks.com. Join the battle, witness the wonder, or forever be victim to the awe and power of the Silk Code. Phil D'Amato is ready. Are you? Punk Horror Podcast, coming to you every other week from Punk Horror Press, featuring The Punk and the Pastor, a movie review show featuring David Giannis and Stacey Campbell, and author Red Fiction, featuring the best in horror and punk fiction. Don't miss it. Subscribe now at www.punkhorror.com.